Amos 5.24 declares, But let justice run down like waters, and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream flowing abundantly. Welcome to Episode 10 of Iona Speaks About Defending Self-Justice, a platform used for us as women to hear how we can walk in our dominion through the power of voice and the strength of awareness. May this podcast bring hope through enlightenment for every listener on their journey to self-justice in Jesus' name. Previously, we have defined justice and spoke about the power of voice, the overactive thinker, the empowered mother, honoring family values, raising an American son, the progression of leap years, raising an American daughter, the choice of education, and embracing the rewards of being a stepmother. In this, our 10th and final episode of this first season, we will discuss how self-justice can be attained through the relationship of a child with a parent who suffers through a mental health diagnosis. The birthing plan is a distinctive and important role in the birthing process. Mothers have the choice of whether or not they want to experience and reap the benefits from the power of birth. A mother can choose to abort as their seed is starting to grow or continue to nurture the life within. When a mother chooses to abort, the right to see who would be manifested through her is forfeited. When a mother chooses to be that vessel of life, they have the opportunity to see the manifested blessing. The birthing plan is not separate from the process because you can't have one without the other, resulting in the two working in sync. When the mother chooses to give life, they agree with the reproduction happening within themselves, even if they aren't sure of the outcome, how to care for their child, or even how to love their child. One of my paternal aunts would show me a medical book given to her by a pediatrician who used to practice at St. Vincent's Hospital in New York. In this book, there was a detailed entry of a case where a baby was repeatedly brought in by her mother. It was written that upon examination, the child was only presenting signs of periodic sicknesses that appeared to be attributed to interactions between this child and her mother. It was this pediatrician's first documented incident of Munchausen syndrome by proxy in the early 1970s, prior to this being officially recognized as a qualified diagnosis with the scope of child abuse, with medical and legal definitions being in alignment. Out of concern for this child, a report to Child Protective Services was made, and plans were initially put in motion for this child to be placed into the care and custody of her paternal grandparents. However, when these grandparents revealed that they would accept this responsibility with the expressed will of keeping the child, plans were changed, and this child was released into the care of her maternal grandmother with the plan of reunification with the mother. That child was me, And this story would be shared with me by my father, my paternal aunts, and paternal grandparents throughout the years. It was not being shared out of harm or degradation for my mother, but through empowerment and love, so that in my grandfather's words, I would know that the hand of God was always on my life. This incident happened when I was a baby and would be a part of a continual thread that would have me not just being a survivor of physical and emotional abuse at the unintentional and intentional hands of my mother, 
yet a powerful stance to me becoming and being a victorious Black Native American woman, professional, wife, and mother. It wasn't until I was 19 years old, participating in a student Bible study on campus led by elders in the church I was attending when I came to the realization that my mother even loved me. It wasn't until I was 46 years old, reading a book called The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks, written by Rebecca Skloot, that I finally embraced and accepted the fact that I was purposed to be born to my mother. My relationship with my mother fuels the why of my purpose, to bring healing and restoration to those in pain so that they can walk in their dominion through the power of voice. When I read about how Henrietta Lacks defended her daughter and fought to keep her out of mental health institutions in the 1950s, I was reminded of stories told to me of how my maternal grandmother fought vigorously for my mother from being locked up in an institution to avoid her being tested as a test subject instead of as a human being. From her being treated as an insignificant object rather than as a valuable living soul. Understanding that our society didn't know how to properly and respectfully handle these diseases of the brain and instead used children and adults who presented with symptoms as lab rats, especially people of color, my thinking transformed to being both blessed and honored that God would choose me to be my mother's daughter. However, to negate my childhood and adult experiences with my mother as not being challenging and sometimes even heart-wrenching, would be a denial of the power and purpose of God on my life. It was purposeful for me to be a daughter of someone who would battle for decades with a chemical imbalance in her brain that had her receive two diagnoses of paranoid schizophrenia where she would refuse medication, which is not abnormal for this specific diagnosis. It was purposeful that I would go through a weekly, almost daily emotional roller coaster in my interactions with my mother. It was purposeful that I would experience depression that would have me battling for eight years with two eating disorders, mostly anorexia, so that I could make myself invisible and non-existent to stop the pain I was experiencing for not feeling that I was receiving the maternal love I desired. It was purposeful that I had committed paternal grandparents who would assist my father in protecting me, shielding me, and loving me. It was purposeful that my sister and I would share an experience that wouldn't tear us apart, but bring us closer together. Although we don't know all of the reasons things happen to us, there is always purpose because Romans 8.28 declares, and we know with great confidence that God, who is deeply concerned about us, causes all things to work together as a plan for good for those who love God, to those who are called according to his plan and purpose. Kelly Clarkson recorded a song entitled Stronger, with the lyrics, What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Stand a little taller. Whose strength is she talking about? The strength within me. The Clark sisters recorded a song entitled Blessed and Highly Favored. With the lyrics, it could have been me. It should have been me. It would have been me if it wasn't for the blood. Whose blood are they talking about? The blood of Jesus.
I am not the only daughter who has lived in a household or received their primary care from a parent who suffered from a mental health illness attributed to a chemical imbalance in their brain. So how do we defend our self-justice through these experiences? We acknowledge our hurt and pain and choose to not be bitter due to our life experiences. We acknowledge our feelings of rejection and isolation and choose to use the strength from these feelings to fuel our resiliency. We acknowledge our feelings of distrust for others and choose to allow ourselves to be open not just to the love of God, but also the love of God through others. We acknowledge our lack of faith and choose to believe Jeremiah 29, 11, which declares, for I know the plans and thoughts I have for you, says the Lord, plans for peace and well-being and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. 1 Corinthians 13, 4-7 says, Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist or on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. This is the love that I have grown to have from my mother, and I know that she loves me too. As we conclude this episode, I trust that every woman and mother listening be empowered to walk in their dominion as they realize there is value in their life through all of their experiences and circumstances so that they can become the defenders of self-justice for themselves. Thank you for listening to season one of Iona Speaks About Defending Self-Justice and have a prosperous and powerful week. I look forward to season two in 2021.